This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. This morning, my subtopic today in this final part uh, for our brief time together is the gift of peace. The gift of peace. You know, Christmas season, we're supposed to be uh, all walking around saying the words, Merry Christmas. Christmas is supposed to be merry. It's supposed to be happy, cheerful, pleasant, enjoyable. Uh, It's supposed to be peaceful. But I have a feeling that if you were to really uh, go beyond the superficial surface conversation of walking by someone in the office, in the hallway, and saying Merry Christmas, if you were to really sit down with them, I have a feeling that you'll find what, what I've experienced with people is true. Most people are not talking about their happy, joyful, pleasant life. Most people really right now, the culture that we're in and the timing of our world, I feel that the majority of conversations are about chaos in our world. It's about trouble in our world. Most people are talking about negative things. And what I've surmised is that if you really were to do some soul searching with most people in your network, your closest of friends and family, you'll probably realize that most people are not at peace. Majority of people are not at peace. They're troubled. I'll, I'll, let's, let's lift the word troubled off and let's put maybe a more palatable word upon it. Most people are under stress. Most people are stressed out. Not enough money, not enough time, not enough rest. Most people are, are stressed out. And, and what my prayer is for you, and I've, I've kind of had this burden all month long. It's really been a preacher's burden. It's been a pastor's burden. It's been a burden of a friend. I dream of a church that, that the majority of the people, I don't know if we'll ever hit 100%, but, oh, if I could just have the majority of people in my life to know peace, to be at ease, to live life away from the burden and the care of the world and be at peace. And, and you might ask, is it even possible? Well, the good news is it's possible. And Jesus says that in Christmas time, it's almost like a box with wrapping paper with a big bow on it because Jesus says in John 14 and 27, I'm leaving you with a gift. Everyone say a gift. I'm leaving you with a gift, a gift of peace of heart and mind. And the peace I leave you is not like the world's peace because it's not fragile. The peace I leave with you is not fragile. And then he goes on to say, so don't be afraid and troubled. Have peace. Christ has literally left us a gift, the gift of peace. So What I want to do today over the next few minutes is I want to teach you, I want to preach to you, I want to lead you, I want to encourage you to unwrap the gift and receive the gift of God's peace into your life. I believe that's the will of God for you. One of the most recognizable and familiar uh, Christmas scriptures is is Isaiah chapter 9 and verse 6. You've probably read it on a billboard or, or possibly a greeting card. It says this, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and 
the government will be on his shoulders. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. And if you know it, say it out loud with me, Prince of Peace. He'll be called Prince of Peace. You know, if we're not careful, we'll rattle that title off the Prince of Peace and it'll kind of bring a smile to our face. It'll bring a, a sensation across our lives that is somewhat cute and friendly and warm and fuzzy. When we think Prince of Peace, we kind of think of Prince Charming and good feelings. And in reality, that's not the true interpretation of this scripture. The terminology Prince of Peace here is not cute at all. It's actually one that's full of strength. It's one that's full of authority. It's one that's full of power. It's actually probably more, um, it, it, it's, it's tied to the word S-A-R, SAR. Uh, you've probably heard the term czar or Caesar through the years. It's, it really means the Lord. It means the chief, the general. It means the one in charge of peace, the Lord of peace, the chief of peace, please, of peace. Freudian slip in action. Everybody say the chief. Everybody say the general. Now let's all say the Lord. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor. It shall be called the Lord of Peace. Now this word peace, shalom, is tranquility, wholeness, completeness. He will be the Lord of completeness. He will be the chief, the general of tranquility. He will be the overseer, the giver, the very substance of wholeness. He will be everything that you will ever need when it comes to peace. Let me say it this way. Jesus is peace. Peace is Jesus. Let me say it this way. Apart from Jesus, you won't know peace. Apart from him, you can't experience peace. But if you've ever known peace, that tells me that you've had an encounter with Jesus. They literally go hand in hand. Everybody take your hands like this and interlock them. Jesus, peace, hand and hand. They fit this tightly together. You can't separate them. You can't have Jesus in your life and not have peace in your life. You're not going to have peace in your life without having Jesus in your life. Somebody clap your hands to the Lord this morning. Now with this now known, with this take on Sar and Shalom, with this understanding of the Lord of peace, maybe these scriptures will mean a little bit more to you. John 14 and 27. Peace I, Jesus, peace I leave with you. The owner, the steward, the controller, the giver of 
peace I leave with you. My peace, he owns it. My peace I give you. How about Romans chapter five and verse one? Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, in other words, we've been made right through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Come on, somebody. How about Psalms 29 and 11? Oh, I love it. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. If you have anything given to you from the Lord, he's going to give you peace. And last but not least, Ephesians chapter 2, verse 13 and 14. But now in Christ Jesus, you, everyone say, that's me. You who once were far away have been brought near. You've been far away. I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was far away, but I've been brought near through the blood of Christ. For he, Jesus, for he himself is our peace. Everyone say, Jesus is peace. If we were to take a sampling of people, if you were to ask the one next to you, if you were to nudge them real quietly and you were to say, what is peace? You were to ask the other one, what's peace? Most people would say something along these lines. Well, if you put me in a corner and I have to answer what is peace, I'm probably going to say it's the, it's the absence of conflict. It's the absence of chaos. The absence of turmoil. The absence of problem. In reality, peace is not the absence of anything. It's the addition of someone. Peace is not getting rid of some things. Peace is adding someone. His name is Jesus. Here's what you and I are all guilty of. We're all looking for areas in our life to get rid of some things to give us more time because we think time is peace. We're looking to sell things to get money because we think money is peace. We're looking to uh, part ways with things because we don't want to be so cluttered. We think that kind of being set free from clutter, that's going to bring peace. We're, we're a little o OCD in that way. We're looking for all these things to walk away from when reality, the Word of God says, it's not so much what you walk away from, it's what you're walking to. If you're looking for peace, you don't have to leave anything. You just have to embrace someone. Is this making sense to you today? All of us are looking for peace in marriage. We're looking for peace in our home life. We're looking for peace at work. We're looking for peace in the world. We're looking for peace on earth. Let me help you out with something today. Let me show you a little something in scripture. Luke chapter two. Some of us think the gospel is actually found in Charlie Brown because we think the Bible says peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And in reality, Luke chapter 2, verse 14 doesn't say peace on earth. It actually says on earth, peace. And in the, uh, in the Living Bible Translation, actually New Living Bible Translation, it says on earth, peace to men that, that, has, that he has his favor upon. So God's favor on your life, in other words, if you have come to the Lord and you've given him your life full control, you can have peace even in the middle of a messed up world. Somebody say amen this morning. So here on this Christmas Sunday, uh, what I'm encouraging you to do is to give me just a few more minutes. 
I want to give you two things. And by the way, I said this in the first service. It's kind of funny. I'm so proud of myself because normally I can't preach without three points. I don't know. I'm kind of weird. I'm preaching with just two points today. In reality, it's 19 points. Don't clap. In reality, <laughs> in reality, and don't text. In reality, it's 19 points just summed up in two ways of saying it. Here's my two little things I want to share with you today. If you want to unwrap the gift of peace, if you want to have peace in your life, you ready for this? You have to come under the lordship of Jesus. Now, I want these guys to help me real quick. If you two gentlemen can help me. I've got a little sermon prop here, and uh, this is a last-minute deal. I called a friend of mine that's rather creative and and such. I had him put this little example together for me here in the last day. And if you guys can just spread that out there and make it good and tight without breaking it, uh, I just want to show this as a little example. Awesome. Perfect. Just like that. Good job, guys. Stay close, though, because I don't, I don't need it up here the whole day. Um, Bishop Ron is on record for kind of having fun with us through the years saying uh, people always ask where preachers get their inspiration from. Uh, you know, you do have those moments in prayer where God thoroughly speaks to you and clearly defines what is to be said. Others time it comes from material you're currently reading, people you're currently talking to, experiences that you've had. Well, I recently had an experience that was very, very spiritual. It had to do with the outdoor channel on AT&T U-verse. I love to hunt, I love to fish, I love the outdoors, so I kind of find my God moment watching hunting shows, you know. And I was watching this hunting show, and literally, this little example came across my television. I want to share it with you. I was watching this hunting show. These, these gentlemen were on the mountainside, and they were glassing. They were scoping their, 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 their animal that they were hunting. And comes an incredible violent rain. And I mean bad, lightning strikes and all this kind of stuff. And they were so many, you know, hundreds of yards, maybe even a mile or two away from their base camp. So they reach into their backpack and they pull out just a basic plastic tarp and they tie it on the tree limbs and they stretch it out. And it was so amazing the choice of words that the hunter said on film as I'm watching it in the comfort of my home away from the storm he was in. He got underneath this tarp and he literally looks into the camera and said, man, as bad as it is out here, I could sit here for hours. And so help me. It hit me like a ton of bricks. Most people are willing to give God a chance with their salvation. Majority of people, if they hear the gospel, the good news that only Jesus can save, most people, if the preacher's worth his salt, if grandmother has really done her homework, if the best friend or the stranger, the preacher on the street corner, most people will give Jesus a chance to save them because no one wants to go to hell. But not everyone wants to give him lordship. And let me help someone experience peace at the close of 2015, you can have your sins washed away and have your eternal salvation in, in the, in, by putting your faith in the grace of Jesus Christ. But if you do not make him the Lord over your life, you're still out in the elements of life. But if you can get under the lordship of Jesus Christ, he now can protect you, keep you, he now can shelter you 
from all of the elements of life. Check this out. I've got two girls, incredible kids. I love them with all my heart, but they're normal kids. Meaning, not every day is a peaceful day in my home. If you have every day a peaceful day, keep your mouth quiet. I do not want to hear from you right now. Because I will covet your home. As much as I love Denora, believe it or not, we do not have peace every day in our marriage. As much as I love working in this church, every day is not a peaceful day working in this church. But I will tell you this, the moments that there's no peace, the moments that things are not perfect are most of the time because I'm not under his lordship. I've reached over and I've gotten a hold of my life steering wheel. And I've started making decisions on my own. I've started calling the shots. I've went ahead and just told the Lord, why don't you take the back seat? Let me handle this. I went ahead and started making all my own decisions. And guess what happens? Chaos, turmoil, conflict, problems, and trouble come whenever I'm in control of my life. I literally can have my name written in the book. I can literally have my hand to the nail-scarred hand of Jesus. But if he's not the Lord of my life, I've made myself an open target to life's elements. There's something special about the Lordship, the covering, the shelter. How do I get in there? By submitting, by being obedient to God's principles. Whenever I say yes to his word for my salvation, but then whenever I apply his word to my life's journey, I now not only have him as my savior, but I now have him as my Lord. Do you realize that the term savior is only mentioned 16 times in the New Testament referring to Jesus? But the term Lord is on record 405 times in the New Testament referring to Jesus. Because I think he knew, the Lord knew in his, uh, in his omniscience of the word of God before, before you and I were ever get, uh, partakers of the word. He knew people are going to be saved, but I also need them to submit to my ways. Yes. If you're looking to have a life of peace, if you're looking to pop that bow off and unwrap the paper, open the box and receive the gift of peace in your life that Jesus gives you, then you're gonna have to make him Lord of your life. Come on, somebody, clap your hands to the Lord. Thank you. Give me just a few minutes. The second thing I wanna bring up is this. I think we're guilty of choosing which area of our life that we welcome Jesus into. I think we're totally cool with Jesus being a part of our spiritual life, just not our normal life. We compartmentalize our church-going, blood-bought, born-again, set-free church life versus our Monday through Friday grind of the workplace life. We want Jesus in our worship environment but we're, real not sure, we're really not sure if we want him in our marital problems or our parenting issues or our financial obligations. We just want him for the worship set. We want the band to really do a good job. And we want the worship leaders to take us to that great place. But when the lights are on and the doors are open and we file to our cars, we just want to leave Jesus there 
in the safe place of the sanctuary. And can I tell you that the will of God for your life is to have peace. And peace cannot come when you leave the ruler of peace, the Lord of peace, the one in charge of peace, the chief of peace. You can't leave him in the sanctuary of a piece of property at 700 McPherson Road and expect to have peace when you're out somewhere else. This is how the Bible puts it in the book of Ephesians. I apologize, the book of 2 Thessalonians. The book of 2 Thessalonians 3.16 says it this way. Now may the Lord of peace himself give you peace, say this out loud, at all times. When? How often? It says may the Lord of peace himself give you peace at all times. Oh, it gets better than that. And it says and in every way. How? Every way. When? At all times. How? In every way. God's will is for you to have the gift of peace late in the midnight hour, but also drinking coffee in the morning. God's will is for you to have peace in every area at all times in your life. But you and I, we have a tendency to kind of want to check out on him over here. We don't really need him over here. And God's saying, I'm available to be your covering and to be your shelter at all times in every situation. If you're looking for peace Stop looking for it in all the wrong places and look for it in the Lordship and the invitation of Jesus Christ. Clap your hands one more time this morning. I would like my friend that's visiting with us today, an incredible uh, musician and vocalist. You heard him during the worship set. Could you make welcome my friend D.A. Davies as he's coming now? Pardon me for having to ask here publicly. Is Sandra in the in the service? Is Sandra here or over here? Where there she is. His beautiful wife Sandra's with us also today. God bless you, Sandra, for being with us. DA's about to partner with me. And the full band, they're about to partner with me to just get this message across by another means of, of communication. It's coming by song. And this is what I want to close with today. Our world, our world's in trouble. Our world is full of problems, chaos. It's broken. Our world is broken. And this is not a preacher coming to preach you down. I'm trying to reveal to you that there's only one way to get back to healthy, wholesome, completeness. There's only one way back to peace. It's not going to come in any other way rather than you and I praying for revival in our world and that the love of Jesus Christ would make itself known to each and every person on the planet Earth. But here's what I also know. Not only is our world broken, but you and I, we have our own worlds. Yeah, I'm a part of the Fort Worth community. I'm a part of the state of Texas. I live in the United States. I'm a part of North America. 
But you know, Tommy has his own world too. I've got my own private world. I've got my world with my wife and my kids and my few close friends. That's my world. And just as the world is broken, there's a lot of us here today that your world is broken. You have an emptiness within you and it's never going to be different until you invite Jesus into your world. Just as it is in the global effect, it's the same with you. Until you get to the point where you open up your mouth and you receive Jesus into your heart and until you come under his lordship and invite him to every situation, you're not gonna truly have the gift of peace. So by means of music today, I ask you to open up your heart to the message of Jesus Christ. And upon the closing of this song, I'll come back and I'm gonna give someone here an opportunity to have the best Christmas that you'll ever have. God bless you.